This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Tech Tuesday. Flank Nisi joins us. Flank is Centec Head of Media and Broadcast. You know, we're discussing the role of broadcast transmission in South Africa's broadcasting industry. Gross advertising revenue for the South African broadcast industry has grown significantly from just over 2 billion rand to close to 8.5 billion rand between 1994 and 2006, reflecting massive transformation in the sector. This growth can be attributed to the introduction of various broadcasting services, including state-owned companies like Centec, which provide transmission services to all SABC, radio, television stations, commercial radio uh, like us, and television stations, and over 150 community radio stations countrywide. So let's delve in and explore how broadcast transmission works in the shaping of South Africa's media landscape. Flankum Nisi, thank you very much for taking time out of your schedule to join us. Welcome to Power Lunch. Uh, thank you, Pavi. Good afternoon to you and good afternoon to the power listeners. So this is very interesting um, about the significant growth between 1994 and 2006, and I imagine even more to date, of the South African broadcasting industry. What else can you highlight about the broadcast industry in South Africa uh, in terms of evolution since 1994? Um, yes, Pavi. So, you know, the industry has indeed grown significantly since mm-hmm. 94. Before 94, the industry was mainly run by the state through the SABC and also in the homelands. You had broadcasters that were commissioned by, you know, the the, the governance structures of those uh, homelands. And then after 94, we then saw emergence of new commercial and community broadcasters that has really changed the entire landscapes. We now have commercial television and radio stations complementing the public broadcasters on the airwaves. Mm. And, you know, maybe to, to, to put it more in numbers, you know, it is estimated that um, in 94, the population was uh, around 40 million strong. And as of uh, this year, we're looking at just over 60 million, you know, people living in South Africa. Mm. And relative to 1994, this pretty much presents a 50% population growth from what we had back then and uh, what we're currently having. And even the service portfolio in terms of the number of channels, you know, the options that are there, there's been a significant growth from that perspective as well. And to make it even worse, you know, we're living in an era of digital transformation. There is a flood of streaming services that has just entered the market. On the one hand, it's a good thing. However, on the other hand, they create a bit of a regulatory headache in terms of uh, ensuring that, you know, content is reaching the boundaries that is intended to reach. Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about your organization, Centec. Uh, What role does Centec play in the country's broadcasting and communications industry? So at Centec, we are a state-owned company, and our mandate is to provide electronic communications network services to the country's broadcasters and to the communications uh, industry. 
in a nutshell, you know, our we derive our mandate from from legislation, and from that perspective, you know, our mandate is to serve the public broadcasters in this instance, being the SABC, both radio and television services, and also the commercial stations that are out there, including over 150. Uh, community uh, stations that are distributed across the country. And from an infrastructure perspective, you know, our infrastructure includes over 200 towers that we use to provide radio signals, television services, and also connectivity services, including, you know, opportunities for other uh, players, you know, to collocate on our towers. And this also includes our iconic uh, Brixton Tower that is here in Gauteng. Yes, yes, absolutely. So when somebody looks at that Brixton Tower or looks at any of the towers that you're talking about, what exactly is happening there? So on the towers, we pretty much house electronic equipment that we use to, you know, to disseminate the signal. So how it works, Bobby, is that in, sim- in simple terms, we take content, you know, be it uh, video or radio content, from the content owner. In this instance, you know, Power FM would be regarded as the content owner. We take the signal out of the studio and we ensure that it is safely transmitted to the end consumers. And that transmission, you know, we do it through various platforms that covers the value chain in terms of enabling the transmission of signals at the right quality. Mm, mm. So if we're talking about different broadcast mediums, are we talking about different broadcast transmissions, radio, TV, satellite? I mean, what, what, what actually is in that group? So in terms of mediums, we can also look at it in terms of the technologies that we use. I mean, generally... Uh, we have terrestrial transmission services. This is where, you know, we take content from a particular studio and we make sure that through our towers that are distributed across the country, we are able, we are then able to beam it into the homes or, you know, the vehicles of, of the users. But there is also a very critical medium um, that is out there considering that, you know, our country is, is quite sparsely populated and at times it is quite difficult for the signal to reach some of the difficult terrains that we have, you know, across the country. And this is where satellite plays a very critical role to ensure that you can still access, uh, you know, Power FM through a direct-to-home service uh, that is provided on satellite. Okay, so over time, what would you say the most significant milestone in broadcast technology has been? So I would say that the most significant milestone is to ensure that, you know, we expand the reach of the signal. I mean, I'll give you a good example. With television, currently from a landmass coverage or from a population coverage, we're talking at over 84% population coverage. This is for television. And and, and radio is slightly above that, I think, hitting, if I'm not mistaken, about 92%. And that, you know, enables access to information and, and communication services because we all know, you know, the importance of broadcasting. 
not only for information dissemination, but also for media and entertainment. And, you know, other services include access to content services. Mm-hmm. So that, in my view, it's, it, it, you know, the, the whole argument around uh, inclusiveness and inclusion, I think from a broadcasting perspective, we, we, we've done really well because now with satellite, we are able to also provide 100% coverage um, in, in the country. Mm, mm. I've got a question here. When when we hear uh, things, you know, uh, it happens a lot with television, sometimes with radio as well, the signal is down. What's happening, Flink, when the signal is down? Yeah, no thanks uh, for that question, Babi. So, uh, you know, a number of things could could be happening. Again, let's take it from you know, the perspective of taking content from an originator mm-hmm. and uh, making sure you avail it to an end consumer. Sometimes, you know, things can go wrong in the studio environment where, you know, unfortunately the content is unable to leave the studio and or it could be within the transmission value chain where we have, you know, different nodes that uh, Um, you know, the differing functions that ultimately ensures that, uh, you know, we can hear your voice with clarity and we know uh, on what station we are tuned in. So there is quite a number of electronic equipment within the value chain that gets used, including the links that we, you know, we we get from some of the established providers like Telcom, uh, Vodacom, uh, Liquid uh, Technologies and others. And this is where you know, unfortunately, at some point, technology does fail. And if indeed it fails, we then have, you know, to respond uh, quickly to ensure that we are able to restore services. And and what it means is, uh, from a Centec operation perspective, we then enter into, you know, performance agreements with um, the broadcasters that are there, where we then agree that this network must have a certain availability to ensure that, um, you know, we, we, we perform at the right level. Flank, that's very interesting because I think superficially or, or uh, you know, uh, uh, with an, um, a non-technical background, we all just kind of make up our own story. So that really does make a lot of sense. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, maybe some of the science behind some of the basic principles of broadcast transmissions. Um, Shall we talk a little bit about radio waves, for example, and what role that plays? Yes, indeed, Bobby. So radio waves, or commonly referred to as spectrum, is quite critical to ensure that, uh, you know, we are able to, to provide transmission services. Like, for example... As I'm speaking to you now, you know, there are people who are listening from either their homes and their uh, vehicles or even from their stereos at home. And what that means is that spectrum has to be used efficiently. And this spectrum is allocated through the International Telecommunications Union, which is an agency of the union. And South Africa, as a signatory, we are represented through our regulatory body, which is ICASA. Mm. And what that means is that specific spectrum is allocated for the transmission of uh, radio services, which is FM, and conversely, for the transmission of television services. And that spectrum will have to be closely 
manage to ensure that, you know, we are able to provide clean spectrum, among other competing services that also requires spectrum to enable the provision of services. The number to dial is 0861-987-000. Give us a call if you have any questions or comments when it comes to broadcast transmission and how broadcast transmission works. Um, You know, Spectrum is such an interesting, um, uh, you know, point of conversation and it has been over the last uh, few years how Spectrum is allocated um, and regulated and what that all means. Uh, Flank is the guy in the know. So give us a call if you have any questions and comments about that. So let's talk a little bit about ethical considerations um, involved in broadcast content, but also in, you know, who gets spectrum, who gets to broadcast um, from from Centex point of view, uh, but a- across the board, I suppose. Are there ethical considerations? Yes, indeed, uh, Bobby. So from an ethics perspective, you know, firstly, we, we need to put into cognizance that A, uh, broadcasting operates in a very much regulated environment. So firstly, you need to have a license to be able to then, you know, transmit, um, you know, content or information. And from a Centec perspective, when we engage with prospective broadcasters, this is the first thing that we require so that we can know, you know, what are the parameters that you are allowed to to operate in. And again, similarly with content, you know, content has to be licensed. And, um, you know, the, 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 there's quite a thorough process in terms of how content is licensed and where it's allowed uh, to be to be disseminated. And again, ethics, you know, what type of content are you going to transmit so that in the main we do not expose you know, people to the to undesirable content, if I may put it that way. Mm. And, and and those are the principles that are out there to say, A, you need to be licensed. B, you need a, a signal distributor like ourselves. Uh, though to note that, you know, in, 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 in the last few years, regulation does allow self-provisioning. But I mean, in the event that you don't want to go that route, you know, an entity like Centec is there to ensure that they can enable your content to be transmitted on, on our platforms. Mm. And so so then, you know, how do these ethical considerations move across to to the digital space? Or is it is it still a little bit of the wild, wild west? Or have we really kind of got to grips with what that means? You know, unfortunately, uh, Bobby, you know, regulation tends to lag technological development. Sure. And, 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 and one can pretty much see the type of content that traverses through, you know, over-the-top services, platform right. services. You know, it, it's, it's quite difficult to contain that content. And this is where really the question of ethics comes into being. I mean, we all know what happens in play school grounds when, you know, uh, you know, students uh, share undesirable content. And those are the challenges that are there. However, yes, a lot is being done to ensure that, you know, um, um, that, that content can be regulated. There are ways and means, but unfortunately, as in everything, you know, these, these uh, perpetrators are always a step ahead of, of, of the game and they are able to find 
ways and means to, you know, to disseminate content and, and more often than not content that is uh, really not desirable. Thank you. Mm, absolutely. Um, okay, so how do we ensure that we have equitable access to broadcast services for all members of society in South Africa? Yes, and, and, and this is where, by the, as a signal distributor, this is where we come in. I mm. mean, we, we enable equitable access by ensuring that we provide those platforms. Um, there are issues, obviously, around um, you know the type of content and, and, and pay-to-watch content and all of those. However, we need to you know put into cognizance that from a public service mandate, there is content that is made available. And yes, you know it's, it's a bit challenging to access some of the the premium con- uh, content that is out there because of the bidding wars that typically happen. But from a Centec perspective, we have developed platforms that can enable the dissemination of content literally across the length and breadth of the country. Mm. Can you speak to TV licenses? Because people often wonder why, no matter what broadcast uh, service channel, if you listen to radio or not, why you know we have to pay the TV licenses. Does the broadcast transmission and network have anything to do with that? So, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one, Fabiana, and I'm not sure if I'm the qualified person to talk to that. But what I what I can say is, you know, for us to onboard a broadcaster, you know, you have to pay for those services. And, and the, the issue of TV licenses is there to ensure that there is a sustainability and continuation of public services so that in the main, the issues of access are addressed. But yeah, like I said, Perhaps uh, this this question needs to be posed to the SABC. Absolutely. Thank you, Flank. I know you need to go. Thank you so much, Acting Chief Operations Officer at uh, Centec, Flank Mnisi, talking to us, uh, understanding how broadcast transmissions work. It is Tech Tuesday on Power Lunch on Power 98.7. It's the voice note about Tech Tuesday. All right, let's have a listen uh, as it comes through on 083-303-7093. Good day, Bobby. Please ask your guests. Essentech, do they have their own broadcasting satellites in outer space? Or do they still rely on satellite services from overseas countries? And if they still rely on satellite services from overseas countries, why haven't they built their own satellites? Flank, are you still there? Yes, I'm here, Bobby. And you heard the question? Yes, I did. Uh, thank you for that question. It, 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 it's actually a very interesting question. Mm. In fact, uh, Bobby, in the last three years at Centec, we, we came out into the media and announced that we have been mandated uh, by the government to develop an SA-owned you know, satellite uh, system. And yeah, we are currently in the workings. It is quite a lengthy process, especially the regulatory aspects of it. And this is where, again, the issue of uh, equitable access to the spectrum that will enable us to operate the, the to operate and control the satellite and also on one end 
the spectrum to enable us to provide those services to the end users. So simply put, uh, as, as of now, Pabi, we are still leasing a lot of the mm-hmm. satellite capacity from foreign-owned um, you know, operators. However, this is a matter that we are attending to, and it's just a matter of time where South Africa will be launching its own satellite. There we go. Flank Nisi there on Power Lunch on Power 98.7. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.